Welcome to the Eternity's Viewpoint Podcast with Pastor Lauren Richmond Sr. This podcast is a ministry of East Denver Bible Baptist Church in Denver, Colorado. Each week, Pastor Lauren will open up the Bible and share the truth of God's Word. Our prayer is to be a blessing by providing you with simple, understandable teachings from Scripture on how to live a life of faith in view of eternity. Here's this week's episode. Hello, this is Lauren Richmond Sr. Welcome to our podcast, Eternity Viewpoint. We've been studying a little bit in the book of James. I want to begin with verse number 16. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Boy, that's a good one, isn't it? Do not err, my beloved brethren. Think about that, errors, mistakes. Uh, the Bible says there are certainly the Bible says there's not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. You know what sin is? It's error. It's doing things wrong. It's not doing the things that God would like you to do. It's maybe having a bad thought, maybe saying something that you shouldn't say or doing something you shouldn't do. Or it might just be uh, not doing something that you ought to do. There are sins of omission as well as commission. And certainly we're warned of God, certainly warned of James that we shouldn't err. We shouldn't make those mistakes. Well, you say, well, it's not possible to be without mistakes. And you're right, it's not. But we can minimize that those mistakes if we'll just look to the Lord, if we'll just depend upon him, if we'll just ask him to direct and guide our lives. It starts out at the beginning of our day when we acknowledge. And, you know, for a long time, I had days backwards because I worked the graveyard. And so mostly it was getting up later in the day and then going to work at night, although in church work oftentimes I uh, had to do both. So I'd be up and then I'd be going to work later and I'd get a little bit of sleep and have to get back up again in the uh, later in the day because I'd, I'd get off maybe at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning. I remember at one point in New York City working at Long Island Jewish when I didn't have a car, I'd have to jog to work. I'd leave... Uh, down from Flushing, Queens, down through, uh, uh, can't even remember, St. Francis Boulevard, I think it was, uh, Francis Lewis Boulevard, I believe, and maybe 212th Street down Hillside Avenue, down to Jamaica, so forth. Uh, some rough areas in the middle of the night to go to work. Sometimes there might be prostitutes out there, or there was a drug place right across from the dialysis unit I worked at. There were some difficult things there. I needed to be careful. I needed to depend upon the Lord for his help. I needed to make sure that I took the right route. And I was very cautious and careful in how that I did it. But we need certainly in our lives to allow God to direct us. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, straight and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. And broad is the way which leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Well, there's an error there that we've got to uh, make a choice about. We've got to decide, you know, as, as Joshua said, choose you this day whom you'll serve. We have to have a thought process as to how do we make our choices. As I said in Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart out of their mouth. 
but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So I'm saying, okay, God, I've let the light of God's word shine on me to show me, to direct me. The Bible says, Psalm 119, 130, the entrance of thy word giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. So I need light. The Bible says thy word is a light unto my lamp unto my path and a light unto my feet. So we're allowing that to direct us, to guide us, to illuminate us, to show us the way that we ought to go. The Holy Spirit of God teaches us and guides us and shows us how we ought to live, what we ought to do. And as we set our affection on things above, as we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things are added unto us. So those things are what help us. Those things are what keep us from error. The Bible says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. As I said, the words, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Lord, how do I live that kind of a life? How do I allow you, through your word, to transform me? How do I allow you to cause my heart to think the right things? The Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. How do I allow you to speak into my heart? It's from the fact that the Holy Spirit of God lives with inside of me. He helps me. He directs me. He guides me. But I need to be thinking on him. I need to be setting affection on him, on the things of God. And then, of course, it says, uh, as we said, every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above, cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. I need to know where everything good comes from. It comes from God. I need to give him credit for what he's done. So many times we're blessed and we forget to thank the one who blessed us. You know, oftentimes we should thank those people that help us, and I'm bad at that at times. And if you're out there and I've not thanked you for something you've done for me, I I want to say that now I'm sorry, and hopefully I'll do better. But not only do I thank the people that do for me, but I also need to thank the God who speaks to the hearts of those people that causes them to do what they do. Every year we head out to Kansas City to uh, Liberty Baptist Church in Baser, Kansas, and then to uh, we spend some time with some people in Fort Scott with uh, Grace Baptist Tabernacle and Pastor Brooks, Pastor Adrian, and Liberty, and then we also spend some time with a small group in uh Lee's Summit, Missouri, Abundant Life Church there. Those people have been so wonderful, so good to us. And guess what? We need to be thanking them. We need to be grateful for all that they've done for us because you know who put it on their hearts? It was God. 
But God uses people, and we're so thankful. God recently has given us some wonderful new people in the church. Our numbers have been way down since the pandemic started, but still God's keeping us going, and God's opening up some doors and giving us some wonderful new people into the church, and we just need to pray we can get some of our old people back here and that God would work in their lives as well, but so much to be grateful for. And so we are to, as the people of God, we are to understand that we're the first fruits of our Savior. He saves us. He makes us new creatures in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So now he makes us a new creature in Christ Jesus. And now what we are supposed to do is we're supposed to reproduce ourselves. As we said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Uh, in Matthew 28, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So we have the responsibility, once we've been saved, to share it with someone else, to bring in another person, to see them become new creatures in Christ Jesus, to see them lifted out of the miry clay, to see their feet set upon the rack, to see their uh, a new song in their mouth, to see their going established and they're living for God. And they've been quickened, they've been made alive, they've got a reason for living. They understand that for by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. When someone accepts Christ their Savior, they need to understand it's nothing you've done, it's what God did for you. And we need to be so grateful for that person that shares the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ with us. But we are to be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. We're supposed to be, you know, it's... Uh, it's always neat. My my wife does wonderful gardening, and uh, I do not have a green thumb, and it's amazing. The one thing I do enjoy is I enjoy the tomatoes because I love uh, macaroni and tomatoes, uh, not, not anything that's very uh, spicy. I'm very bland in my eating, but I love macaroni and tomatoes, either with hot dogs or with hamburgers. People used to call that goulash, if you would. But whatever it is, when it's done, when my wife takes and purees those tomatoes that she gets out of the garden, that's something I really love. I love uh, tomato soup. I like all of that type of thing. And, uh, you know, it's always exciting when that first uh, tomato comes off the vine or when the... Uh, squash or the cucumbers or the green beans, all of those things come out, out of the garden. That's exciting time, or maybe that's that corn on the cob. Uh, exciting to see the first fruit, to realize there's a crop coming. We have a peach and, excuse me, pear and apple and peach trees in our yard, and I noticed in the uh, apple tree right now, there's a lot of apples on there. I haven't really noticed too much. I believe there's some small pears that are starting out. I haven't really noticed in the back yard if the peaches are going or not, but uh, it's going to be exciting when those first uh, things can be picked off the tree, although it's a lot of work, too, to pick all those things out of there, but, you know, it's wonderful to see the fruit, the trees bear fruit, and so we would be kind of first fruits of his creatures. We should be just excited. God should be excited about what he gets from us. 
he should be excited about the fact that there's someone who's faithfully serving me and because uh, he loves us so much. The Bible says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. You know, we have two ears so we can hear twice as much as what we say, but oftentimes we're impatient. Oftentimes we want to get the last word in. We want to say some things that we had not to say instead of just shutting up and listening. Certainly God wants us to hear his word. He wants us uh, to think about what we're going to see, about what our conduct's going to be like, and understand that uh, that's not going to solve any problems. So many times people get into trouble because of wrath. The wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. So we need to put off that filthiness, put off that superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness and grafted word which is able to save your souls, or to be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving ourselves. What's it mean to be a doer? Well, it, it means that we're putting our uh, feet to action. We're not just hearing. How does someone know that you you have heard the word of God? It's by the response that you make to the word of God. If you hear it and you do nothing about it, it would seem you haven't heard it. No one would ever know how you're going to live unless you set a godly example, unless you do that proper thing. So what I want to encourage you to do today is not only to think about the things of God, not only to hear the Word of God, but actually put put your feet to the test. Be willing to do what it says you should do in the Word of God. Ask God to show me, what would you have me do with your Word? How would you have me to live my life? How can I bring honor and glory to you? How can people see the life that I live is pleasing and is the way that we ought to? God bless you and have a wonderful night. Thank you for listening to the Eternity's Viewpoint Podcast with Pastor Lauren Richmond Sr. The Eternity's Viewpoint Podcast is produced by Resonate Media in partnership with East Denver Bible Baptist Church. If you have been blessed by what you have heard today, help us share the blessing with more people by subscribing and leaving a review. To learn more about the podcast or to connect with Pastor Lauren, visit eternityviewpoint.com. you have something to say? Are there people who want or need to hear from you? Have you always wanted to start a podcast but don't know where to start? Welcome to Resonate Media, where our mission is to amplify you. At Resonate Media, we focus on helping underrepresented voices and aspiring podcasters get started by providing equipment, expertise, and experience to help you launch a podcast. To get started, visit ResonateMediaPro.com. Don't let the confusion, complications, and costs of posting, recording, editing, and distribution hold you back. The world needs to hear what you have to say. Resonate Media can help your voice be heard.